Good morning, everyone. I, I was actually kind of hoping that a, th- a thing that was happening a couple minutes ago would still be happening, which is the neighbor's um, car alarm went off, but the battery of their car was also dying. And so the <laughs> the sound of the alarm was like the horn was honking, but it was um, wavering in pitch all over the place. And it sounded like some crazy bird call. <laughs> Did it sound like it was going getting farther and farther away also? Um, no, well, no, it stayed or at closer this, and closer. It, it remained at the same apparent volume, but, um, it did sound weirdly close as though it were coming toward my house at first, but I think it was a oral illusion. Yeah. My parents, well, we've only, okay, back up, um, <laughs> back up to before my parents. No, just kidding. Um, well, yeah, actually, yeah. So, like, my grandpa, he used to only ever buy Oldsmobiles. And they, my parents had this, like, this really giant 70s, like, Oldsmobile Cutlass. You know, yeah. like a pimp mobile, so to speak. Yeah. And But then we got another Oldsmobile, like a more modern one from the 90s. And then um, my grandpa gave my mom his Oldsmobile from the 90s. So then we had two Oldsmobiles from the 90s instead of the 70s Oldsmobile. Yeah. And But the one that my grandpa gave from the 90s, the um, it wasn't a car alarm, but the horn sometimes would just malfunction and start honking continuously. Like, <laughs> like uh, usually like around this time on a Sunday morning, you know. And my parents would freak out, and they would have to just detach the battery. I don't even know how they fixed that problem. I feel like I feel like the era in which um, really what we would consider to be really bad automotive problems, where you just there was an era where you would just sort of live with it for for years. Oh sure, yeah. and I feel I'm like that's there. like the gag in. Um, the gag in the the movie based on Sherman's novel where the, the two women are always driving around in reverse because that's the only gear that mm-hmm. works on their car. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like those days knew, are gone. No, I knew. Well, I mean, not as long as those cars are still here. I knew a woman in Missoula who's had a better problem, which is that her giant van would not go in reverse. So she could only park in certain places. And it would be like, no, can't park there. <laughs> That's so tricky. That's so tricky, though, yeah. because you, you you have the illusion that it's a normal car. You have to be constantly vigilant. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. The, it was classically Missoula. But my car, I mean, I have, I have, so I used to own my parents' 90s Oldsmobile, which they painted pink. <laughs> When I was on my seventeenth birthday, with what kind of paint? Mako painted it. They painted mm-hmm. a, they painted a car for you. Yeah, for my birthday. Oh, present. that's so great! It was really sweet of them because I had been talking about how I wanted the car to be pink for a really long time. <laughs> um, so probably they just actually gave in. But Wait, is this the car you uh, now have a tat of? Yeah, okay. because it died. Yeah. in the. Um, mountains of Northern California on I-5. Yeah. And um, 
So, but then my grandma, so, okay, so my, that Oldsmobile died, and then I got a tattoo of it on my leg. But then my grandma gave me her identical 1996 Oldsmobile Cutlass. So I essentially got a replacement. Um, but I'm still, but see, the pink car never gave me any trouble. It was a beautiful vehicle. But this car is, like, very slightly nicer. Like, it has, like, the slightly higher grade you know yeah and it's much worse because the the electrical system is like uh, haywire and everything yeah. is like ooh, how automatic and futuristic you know like the like the lights will just like stay on you know like get stuck on or like the windows don't roll down you know yeah i've had cars where you you operate the control for one electronic related uh feature and another one is, act- <laughs> is activated instead oh sure, oh, sure. Yeah. i always i always took the electronic um uh parts of of of, of uh, my car growing up as uh, their, their malfunctions personally <laughs> yeah it was an expression of my relationship to the car or beyond the car that a window wouldn't go down even though it had just gone down um, or, uh, usually, you know, they, they get stuck. It's usually a back window because it hasn't, the motor hasn't been used very often, maybe. And you depress the, uh, the, the lever and then it just stays there as if, yeah. as if it is so the car is pretending like it doesn't have the means to roll the window back up. <laughs> you know that it does cause you just saw it. But then there's no there's no dialogue suddenly. It's the all like is dark. Sorry, sorry, bro. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can't do yeah, that. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Several uh, windows. Window? What window? There's no window. Wouldn't roll. That's our air conditioning feature. So what did you do, Alice? Did you cardboard it? Um. Did you waterboard? Yeah, it? Yeah, like like <laughs> trash bags or whatever. Um, I'm pretty like I was pretty laissez-faire about it, more or less, but. Even in Montana in the winter, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. The I was gonna say something. Last time I was in Missoula, I was so charmed by the fact that there's there definitely still are old cars. The culture of old cars in Missoula is very much alive. Yeah, you don't see them in California because of the smog checking. Oh yeah, which is good. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Whatever the environment. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Make some concessions. I actually have a couple of um, subjects you guys might want to talk about. One of them, I know, Alice, that you're going to want to talk about. Oh, great! Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I, because I, because I found out about it from you, I'm going to send this, send the link to you, to you guys. I think I, I know what it is. Yeah, maybe. What do you think it is? The little girl's poem. Damn oh. right! Right, here's oh, the, it's so good. The Justin Bieber poem. Oh, it's so good. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to read it aloud? I would love to. Okay. I would love to. You probably have you probably you probably have it now as like your desktop image, but if you don't have it in <laughs> front of you, I'm planning on printing it and putting it on the door to my office. Um, <laughs> you got it, Ed. I just saw it. <laughs> so I saw the tweet, is... but I didn't see the uh, the attachment uh, yesterday. Um, I feel... Okay, so I'll give a bit of background. I don't know have much, but so. Uh, a Twitter user named Allison, A-L-L-S-T-N, is her handle. She 
posted a tweet that says, years ago I worked at this art center where they held writing and poetry workshops for kids. Here's one of the poems. So a little girl named Jahala wrote this very beautiful poem about, and okay, it, and it's called Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber is famous and he tastes like ribs. He feels like forest and he smells like fingernail polish remover. He sounds like a beautiful whale. I saw him on YouTube. He makes me feel like I am flying. He reminds me of a longing. It's so good. It's all about the line breaks. (laughs) The line breaks are really good. Me and my boyfriend Dan were talking about this, like, that it feels like she grows up over the course of the poem, where the initial lines feel more naive and funny. You know, they're more simple, and then it just gets more and more complicated till the end is a bit nostalgic. Like, he reminds me of a longing, you know, like she's kind of, she's gone through her sexual awakening and passed it. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. he's, and it's, and it's not even a longing anymore. It's a, it's a memory of a longing. Right. Stands back a little bit from the object towards the end. (laughs) Yeah. Gets loggingish at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. So my yeah, fear, what perfect. I wonder is, like, there's, I feel like there was an assignment, and the assignment was to, you know, to go through the various senses and to, and to say what, what the, what the subject of the poem, how it registers on those senses. But then it kind of, yeah. but then it kind of goes, kind of goes off the rails in a delightful way. I saw him on YouTube as one of my favorite lines. <laughs> <laughs> I also just noticed that Justin Bieber is spelled wrong. Is it? Justin B I E B E R is correct, and this is B E I B E R, which B- makes it. I thought he better. was one of the exceptions. I before E, except after C, except in Neighbor's Way and Justin Bieber. Nope, actually not. So he's an I before no. E. I learned it wrong. <laughs> yeah. I well, there are regional variations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're not even called Biebers in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> they're called like uh And people eat them with mustard there. They're yeah. called like Mountain Jonas Brothers or something. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Jonas Brothers. Pretty good. Yeah, I I uh um I had a there's a there's a time when I first sort of discovered poetry in general, where I was kind of into found poetry and like looking, looking in the back of um, nonfiction books at the indexes to see if I could find like um, uh, attractive groupings of, you know, serendipitous groupings of, of, of lines um, that sounded like poetry. And I, then I kind of lost my taste for this. And now I kind of want to start doing that again. I want to go to the library and start looking for, looking for stuff. Not yeah, that this is found I, poetry. This is poetry, but I, I, uh, it's unexpected. It is. Yeah, kids write the best poetry. They're amazing. But this if only is we could all hang on to our innocence, Alice. This is better than like a naive poem, though. There's something more special about it. Like he smells like fingernail polish remover. That's a bad smell, you know. <laughs> yeah. And he sounds yeah. like a beautiful whale. They both have that sort of like repul- like attraction repulsion that you know, tweens feel towards their crush objects. It's like, he's disgusting. I love him. 
I feel like uh, you said you said on um, <laughs> you said on Twitter that you and Dan talked about this for two hours, and I immediately <laughs> <did>. thought. <laughs> I merely thought you you should have, the two of you should have a podcast where you talk about a child's poem for two hours every episode. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I know, but that's the thing where it's like, you know, it's like that onion article that's like grad student has been analyzing takeout menu or whatever, you know, like and then it's like all about like the implications of the takeout menu and like theoretically. But I don't know. I don't, I just, I think, I'm not, I don't think I'm reading too far into this poem. I think it actually is quite beautiful. Though that's an easy thing to make fun of. Like who, who, you know, would you rather have that form of entertainment in your life or not? Right. So I, I'm actually, I actually found the onion article. I remembered it too. Grad student deconstructs takeout menu. John Rosenblatt, 27, a Harvard university, (laughs) English graduate student. (laughs) Specializing in modern and postmodern critical theory, deconstructed the takeout menu of a local Mexican restaurant out of sheer force <laughs> of habit Monday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember reading that in grad school. I mean, I went to poetry grad school where all you do is fart around but and being like, <laughs> wow, so true. <sighs> Ed, was that, was that a heavy sigh as, when, as, as, the, as poetry school... Uh, Slid, it was either, slid it into either the sighing or switching on the space heater, which <laughs> oh. which has this the sound of a sigh. Does it? <laughs> I think it was you sighing. Ah, poetry grad school, <laughs> poetry college. I also call it. <laughs> so, Ed, are you on a? Are you? On, do you have any teaching adventures this uh, this semester? I am teaching a section of first year composition. Hmm. And a section of poetry writing for the cool. the citizens of Portland through their nice. community college. Very good. Yeah, um, it's, it's not very adventurous. Everybody's nice. One measure is that everybody shows up is still showing up. That's good. That feels like victory, no matter what else they're doing. Yeah, um, uh, I saw one of my students from last semester last night because uh, community college people are older so he's 30 or so works mm-hmm. in, a, in a restaurant and uh, went to a um, an event celebrating the end of Chef's Week here in, in Portland I am not a chef it's finally over it's finally the long the long municipal nightmare is over <laughs> <laughs> so they celebrate it. <laughs> National nightmare continues. Municipal nightmare concludes. <laughs> but there, I mean, there are there are people who believe that the only important nightmare is a county level nightmare, and the sheriff is in charge of it, <laughs> gaining popular currency in in the state of Oregon. Oh yeah. Um, All right. Chef's week. <laughs> chef's week's over. Yeah. I didn't know that it had begun. Apparently, yeah. um, there were a lot of special menus and uh, events. Okay, I, I tagged I, I tagged along to to the last one with uh, our mutual friend Kelly Luce, who was visiting oh. Portland to read Kelly her fiction Luce. to the people. Sweet, and with some of her friends who are involved, who live here, who are involved in culinary <laughs> journalism. <laughs> <laughs> and so we ate some oysters. There were some oysters that were had been warmed, if mm. not not precisely broiled, 
<laughs> and uh, drank some uh, local spirit out of an ice luge. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What kind of local spirit? A ghost. A ghost. A ghost. Okay. It's a bit Ghosts of undigested inhabit beef. ice luges, obviously. Yeah. Well, they inhabit water. Right. Well, yeah. It's water like from a haunted well that they had turned into an ice sculpture. <laughs> Drilled a hole through it. That's so poor. And at the moment, uh, you're just all like you're doing Harry. right now is just is just like uttering episode titles. It's <laughs> 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 a long string, long string of episode titles from you. <laughs> just watch. Just telling you that. Just telling you what I saw. Okay. You what okay. I saw. Got to play a little pinball, a little kiss pinball. Yeah. Nice. Kiss the band. Uh-huh. Um, it's amazing. With a not with a uh, with a, a, a part of the kiss pinball display is is a a little bit of LED that is able to in a, a surprisingly small number of lights uh, depict a very disgusting Gene Simmons flicking his tongue uh, if you hit <laughs> if you hit his fa- if you smashed his face with the pinball it starts playing lick it up and then you yeah. see. The demon's uh, grisly visage, uh, or you, you can spell demon D E M O N by by hitting the letters D E M O N, which are um, displayed. I just sent you guys a link. Uh, um, so the it. Kiss Pinball is not just a thing of the past; it's a it's a going concern. You can buy a brand new. This is the this was a recent Kiss Pinball. Yeah, I just eight thousand seven hundred ninety-five dollars. Yeah, right. Stern's pinball kiss Stern pinballs kiss pinball machines reflect the energy, excitement, and experience of a live kiss concert. Players mm. will experience ten famous kiss hits in the concert arena playfield and embark <laughs> on an exhilarating experience, ultimately becoming elite members of the Kiss Army. <laughs> oh, I became, real... yeah, I became one. Yeah, it's a very like it developed fantasy involved in this. Playing yeah. of Kiss Pinball, where you're like, I'm at, I'm at a we Kiss like concert. They're playing all their hits. Wow, <laughs> he's sticking his tongue out. They're. Po- I- I'm a member of Kiss. I'm transformed. I'm in the army. We're fighting other bands. <laughs> it's like it's like if you're a Kiss fan, it's like being an Israeli. Everybody has to be in the Kiss army. In the Kiss, yeah, for, for a few years. years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then you and then you if if you're you're, if you're really hot shit, you get to be in the Kiss Mossad. Yeah. Right, <laughs> the elite, elite <laughs> kiss assassin squad. Yeah, <laughs> kiss army. Maybe, maybe I'll buy one when I yeah. get my tax return. Buy one; they'll, they'll deliver up the hill. It's you, you know, instead yeah. of a car. Yeah, they'll have it. They'll leave it at the mailroom. <laughs> yeah. Get it. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot of good stuff in the mailroom. Oh sure. Do you like That's- the mailroom? The Ottawa Arts Do I like the mailroom? Mailroom yeah. area? Yeah. It's because it's distinctive. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't dis I guess I don't dislike it in a way. It's kind of so okay, so as background where I live in California in this little tourist freak trap, there is no mail Which delivery. usually has a dearth of actual tourists. Oh, <laughs> not recently, Edward. Oh yeah. With oh. what with the blizzard 
there have been snow gawkers from here to there. Really? Playing in the snow. Is is snow unusual at Idlewild? No, but it's unusual in Southern California. Okay. People and come so, up in their pickup trucks and put snow yeah. in their truck and try to get it back down to Temecula. Yeah, they literally <laughs> try to steal the snow. They do. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. And they Just for sled. the pleasure, the pleasure of driving around with a truck full of snow? Yeah. Yeah. And Distinct like pleasure, John. Don't discount yeah. such pleasure. No, oh, no, no, no. But the mailroom, I guess that's really not that interesting, but we I have to go to the mailroom at school to get my mail. But it's kind of nice having a having an intermediary. I I feel more almost more I don't know, there are so many places to throw junk mail on campus. I don't feel as intruded upon by my mail. So you never engaged a post office box in town. I have not. Oh, well, you're missing out on... So uh, that, that little town has two magnificent um, uh, postal experiences available. Oh, sure. To, to the, <laughs> yes. To the resident. The post office at the Idlewild Arts Academy campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the uh, the post office in town. And when I lived there, I you know would go to both. And that was... Uh, um, I had to go a couple times a day, usually. Ed, I think you brought <laughs> yeah. me to the one in town. Yeah, it's next to the pizza place. It's always full. Yeah. Always jam-packed. And, and if you, when you're mad at somebody, and everyone in Idlewild is crazy, and everyone yes. is mad at each other all the time. <laughs> and so, uh-huh. but also because it's a town of four people, everyone has to maintain some <laughs> veneer of, of civility. And right. so the post office, you get to see all of this come together. Exes, uh... <laughs> you know, estranged children um, holding the door for each other cheerfully, even though you know that there's going to be a murder suicide. Um, right. You know. It's on the it's on the municipal schedule. Yeah, it's in the town yeah, crier. The town crier. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I this everyone pre obituary section. Why is yeah. everyone? Why is it? <laughs> like in the Agatha Christie novel, a murder is announced. The murderer <laughs> takes out a uh, an ad in the paper. <laughs> so why That's you guys? Good. Can you guys tell me what why everyone is angry at each other in Idlewild, California? Because they're all crazy. It's the altitude. Yeah. Everyone has altitude sickness. Could decades be. and decades of slight altitude sickness. I definitely felt real different up there. Yeah. No yeah. one has enough money. Well. A lot of it's money. Nothing pays well enough yeah, for pe- anybody everyone's to live okay. Looking for a new scheme. There's like yeah. weird like no one is up here for any normal reason, you know? Oh no. No. <laughs> so it's like you're already there's already some stress in your life, I think. Yeah. <laughs> or lack there. A lot of people in Ottawa are just waiting for someone to show up. And, yeah. And, and end of the story. <laughs> now, this said, I love Idlewild. I think it's a, a delightful place. A lot of friends. All the people I'm describing, I love. But they're all crazy. <laughs> they're all crazy. Yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> That's right. I agree. But I can't think of, is there a pinball machine in the town? Aside in, from, yes, there uh, is one in the pizza, uh, in the pizza parlor mm. behind 
mm-hmm. there's a little arcade, and they have a pinball. That's right. That's right. I don't know if it's Kiss Pinball. I haven't checked. Mm, might be too racy. Might be. Yeah, and you need $8,800 to get your hands on one of those. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's probably a discount pinball machine. <laughs> with, you- like, Ario Speedwagon on it, or oh, another... You guys should have known. Sticks? You should have supplied a better. Yeah. Oh, I, I think Ario Speedwagon is is probably cheaper than the Kiss Pinball. Oh, sure. And Sticks is even cheaper. <laughs> the cheapest one is, is the Harry Connick Jr. Pinball. Game. <laughs> even cheaper is the Harry Connick Sr. Pinball game. <laughs> oh. Um, I just sent you guys another. Uh, I sent you guys a food-related link about an abomination in Brooklyn that you might want to take a look at. This is sent sent to me by um, by a friend of the show, Stephanie. Um, Hi, Stephanie. Uh, Rainbow bagels in Brooklyn. They've been declared the most beautiful bagel in the world. And you'll see there's a, there's a photo of a very shiny shiny one down, down somebody's Instagram. And it, actually, take note, Alice, of the of the uh, fetching uh, thumbnail polish on this on this person. Oh, I'll see. No, I didn't mind the description, but I don't care for the picture. No, um, my immediate reaction um, is that it looks like a sex toy. No. <laughs> oh, I used. Yeah, roughly used. And I, I just don't think I believe that. This, these are taking over the world of bagels and that people are going nuts. Me neither. I don't understand because I feel like anyone could make these stupid bagels. Yeah, yeah I think so. He says, I mean, the, the process of making rainbow bagels is so precise <laughs> that he can only make 100 bagels every five hours. And then Ugh. he says, we're making them right now again. He won't tell me what's in the rainbow bagel. He says they have blueberry food fruity color. flavors and taste I like... I can tell you what's in it. Tastes like cereal. <laughs> no, I really can. Okay. Because um, when I worked at the ice cream store, where yeah. I worked for many years, and I was an ice cream maker, we had a flavor called Blue Moon. And everyone would say, what's Blue Moon? And we would say, it tastes like Fruit Loops. That's what's in it. Oh, okay. I don't well, what know what's this? in Blue Moon. Oh, it's well, then... some sort of blueberry tutti frutti flavoring, but it's very common. I'm sure, a hundred percent sure, that's what's in it, and a bunch of food coloring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, they're, they're, this is it's not. This is not some kind of artisanal secret. I don't think. No, this is ridiculous. I mean, because like I feel like all of these trends, like a crow nut, that at least is innovative. You know, uh-huh. like there's some technique there. It's a new ex- kind of experience. They're but still like, lined I, up around the block, apparently, um, even now, for the cronut, for the original cronut. People are fucking dumb. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Well, like people. That's what when I lived in Silver Lake, you know, which is like hot neighborhood in L.A. I once I had this Uber driver. We were driving by, and there was like a big line outside something, and he was like. People in Silver Lake, they'll line up for anything. They're always lining up. <laughs> <laughs> always lining up. 
they'll line up for anything. And I love that because it's true. It's the same thing where people are like, ooh, it's this new juice. And you're like, oh, I'll, I'll get in line. For sure. <laughs> Thanks. I'd love to wait in your line. Who else likes to line up? Baseball players like to line up to sing the Who national do? anthem and to shake hands. Baseball you- players? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, ev- state. Uh, when they're together, soldiers they of up. the past. Soldiers for sure love to line up. I think that's Elements less of works. less of a tactic now, but you know who does not like to line up? Me. Who? Three-year-old children. Three-year-old mm-hmm. children do not like to line up. And Alice. I hate to line up. Yeah. Being in a line makes me want to die. You don't like a cue. No. Q U E U E. Someone on Twitter once pointed out that the word Q looks like a Q. <laughs> like the letters U and E have, have gotten in a line. <laughs> oh, Q likes to line up, yeah. yeah. Does like to line up. Yeah. Yeah, in general, I wanna I want some choice in who I stand next to. Uh yeah. and um I do. I will say that the era of the the smartphone has made queuing much less unpleasant. It's it's been that's of all the ways that it's transformed oh, my it's life. Catch I up think, time. I think that's the. I think yeah. that's the maybe the biggest. It actually makes going on errands tolerable now. Yeah. 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 I would like agree. Lining but... up, lining. Well, there's a difference between like lining up front to back versus lining mm-hmm. up side to side, which I think I was thinking of. More well, you wouldn't like you wouldn't line, you don't line up side to side on on many. There are few errands in which you line up side to side with people. Dude, can you think yeah, of any bathroom bathroom lines? You do side to side. Depends if you're already if you're already in the bathroom. Like if you're standing outside the bathroom, I think you're front to back. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're in the bathroom, like you got in there and then you realized, oh, there's, there's... too many people in this bathroom, right? <laughs> um, but you don't want to leave because <laughs> I don't know why. You lose your place or draw attention to yourself. You sort of yeah. You just want to save face. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I. I don't. Don't and wouldn't want to argue that uh, men have it worse than women in pretty much any way. But one thing that is perhaps unique to the male American experience that I despise and am horrified by is the these is the sensation of being in a crowded men's room waiting for a urinal and there's <laughs> the the backs of all these men there's the line of men side to side all of them urinating and then yeah. behind them sort of like sort of like um like uh, like LED lights on a graphic equalizer. There's like these these ragged lines going the, in the other direction of men waiting for the men in front of them to stop pissing and the whole the whole thing is horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, generally, obviously, women, like, have to wait for the bathroom for longer. much longer. Yeah, yeah. And it's terrible. But, but I you also... Get, you get to be alone at the, the end. urinal experience. No, you, yeah. you get a little private time after your horrible wait. Right, you get to sit down. <laughs> you can check your messages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just collect yourself for a sec. Yeah. Check your email. That's true. I don't think I would want to trade experiences, but um, they they uh, they each have their advantages and disadvantages, I guess. 
I do think yeah, I, I do think you have it worse on balance in terms of public restrooms, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the time issue. It's waiting. Yeah. So I like, um, well, well, just want to say one thing about um, older buildings. One thing, one, one of the one of the pleasures of of being a guy going to the bathroom is sometimes you go into like an older building, like the uh, the Portland uh, the uh, a friend who has an office in the Portland train station, and the the old Ooh. bathrooms that are upstairs have these gigantic urinals. Like you walk in, and it's like a it's like a giant like half of a porcelain phone booth. Like even as a tall person, <laughs> like it's still for some reason like. From this race of people who splashed even higher. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's there's the McMinimans, like the crystal barroom basement urinal. Um also is is this strange uh strangely ornate and elaborate. The thing that is you you would expect it makes you feel like a king, you know? It makes you feel like a king. You walk in and you're surprised. Um, at the elegance, and you think, "Well, this is going to be a pleasant experience." <laughs> <laughs> Never think that. I mean, That's just a, just a general yeah. rule. Never think that. This is going to be a pleasant experience. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this, this is, is going to be okay. great. <laughs> wow. uh, I thought I'd have to squat over a hole in the ground. <laughs> Here I am on the Orient Express. It's like when you go into a bathroom may, where that has unusually long stall doors, or you know what I mean, like they've reached almost to the ground. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. great. I love yeah. that. Some gas stations have that now, like nicer, kind of almost. What's a nice maybe truck stoppy type places? Yeah, for extra have, privacy. Yeah. That's great. Do you think that's because a, tr- a truck stop is a place is a more likely place for people to want to find a little space to to disappear into together? Do you think that uh, Ew, is this no. is a place where dark urges are uh, are exacted? I do not think okay. that's why. I think it's because like there's like you're on the road and okay. you want to die. You're probably high on methamphetamine. Probably. And you just need a little solace, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you know that, like, the Flying J has nice bathrooms, you're, that's where you're going to stop. <laughs> It'll keep you from suicide for another fall out of your pockets, miles. they're not going to roll into the adjacent um, Oh, God. Yeah. Area. Your stash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. No. Yeah. I mean, the truck stops are not sexy places. They're terrible. Yeah, we can we can start with that. <laughs> <laughs> they usually have a larger selection of snacks. Yeah. Yeah, and they have like weird supplies. You know, you know what? One unexpected source of um, truckers have good notebooks. One unexpected source of um, sentimental longing for me has been. For the couple of days uh, on my uh, book tour, uh, like a year and a half ago, when I was driving around the Pacific Northwest, out in the middle of nowhere in my rental car, and would stop and uh, find all all manner of uh, jerkies, mm, um, mm-hmm. and did did a kind of informal um, 
shootout, jerky shootout, while mm. driving. And some of them were pretty good. In general, they were too sweet. But um, the ones that were not were very peppery. And I, uh, I kind of you can't find that stuff around here. It's not a it's not really? a cat- it's not a category. Well, you can find some jerky, but it's not a category of human striving the way it seems to be in Oregon and Washington. I tell you, I'll tell you where I a place where I bet a lot of jerky was consumed over the last month and will continue to be until the FBI takes it away. (laughs) Do tell. (laughs) The Malheur National Wildlife Refuge. I mean, have people pointed out that Malheur means misery? It means misery. Unhappiness. (laughs) Yeah. That's why when you're sitting in your compound in Nevada and you think, where, what should we occupy? Mm. What's worse? Let's occupy a metaphor. Right, a state of mind <laughs> for our own for our own misery for the hell that is being us. Here's a moment right. that probably happened. Okay, <laughs> okay. Truck truck drives up, maybe a van up to the Malheur. It goes past the checkpoints. Uh, gets waved through, comes up to the occupied Malheur National Wildlife Refuge. The guy gets out in uh, a shirt that's also an American flag. Yeah. Uh, and boots. And says, gentlemen <laughs> and ladies. <laughs> I, I think it just became been, in, implausible. He <laughs> the gentlemen there, and ladies. There are women, women out there, including uh, an all, all, like a bunch of uh, a singing know. group from Kansas. Uh, uh, I just so meant the courtly I, I, manner, uh, but go on. This van is f- full of of my all of the jerky that I've made over the last several years. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for for some such as you to to give bequeath my contribution towards. And here's here's enough jerky to last you patriots throughout um, throughout the long winter, not just. The biological winter upon us in snow form, but the long winter of America's uh, decline. Then they stop them right there, and they say, "We've heard this speech before, and we appreciate your driving out here from Kentucky." Uh, here's here's ten dollars gas money. Uh, you can go away now. For you see, we already have all the jerky we need, and 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 there's a pile of donated jerkies <laughs> that they they no longer have room for inside. They've had to, several outbuildings are already filled with with uh, sympathetic jerky. It's <laughs> been driven out by by speech giving patrons. <laughs> I can see them. I can I, see the, the the sorrow crossing their faces. They're turned away. <laughs> so crystal. That's so sad. Oh. <laughs> but they put they take that folded up ten dollar bill, put it in one of the pockets because they have two pockets, and their shirts have two pockets. And uh, um, I'm gonna tap it and. Uh, Kind of gather themselves back together, and say thank you, brother, and drive on. Drive on home. 
It's a beautiful vision, truly. It's ha- right. it happened. It happened hourly, probably during the height of things out there. A lot of the traffic was probably people bringing donations of human jerky. A lot of it was probably oh human, god, long, a lot of it was oh, long god pig. human a lot jerky. Of long pig out there at no. the Mayor Wildlife Refuge. No, all right, Alice. What? Are you, oh my God! Sorry what about you that. Send? I just had I had the vision. I needed to share it with you. Did we lose somebody? Oh my goodness, <laughs> Alice, you there? She she sent this and disappeared. <laughs> she sent this in her place. <laughs> Holy moly! All right, let's try to get her back on yeah. the call because we need an explanation for that. Alice Bolin, hang up and call her back. That's what we're going to do. Oh, my goodness. Okay, maybe she'll come back now. Um, I'm here. I'm here. Can you ah, hear me? Good. Hi. Mm-hmm. You, I Hi. think the, the effort of sending this glorious photo um, knocked you off the call for a minute there. What, what, are, we, what are we looking at? Where is this? So, okay, me and some pals were driving up to Mount Whitney last fall, and um, we kept seeing these. What? Was Jeff Whitney one of them? No, (laughs) he wasn't. (laughs) Um, So we... And we kept seeing these billboards that were like 100% best jerky in the world dot com. Like it was, they were, I can't remember the exact URL, but it was something very bo- boastful yeah. about like world's greatest jerky in the world dot com. And there were like a million billboards as we were driving up in the Mojave Desert. So finally, when we got to the place, we were like, well, yeah, we're going to stop. At- <laughs> bestjerkyintheworld.com and it turned out to be this little shack called Gus's Jerky covered in stickers went inside extremely overpriced jerky and nuts like you know like sage almonds or whatever you know fancy artisanal nuts would this be the one in Olantra or the one in Needles it was in Olantra probably not Needles all right uh, and the jerky was bad. Oh, and so were the nuts. I didn't find them to be the best in the world by any means. So guess in any much, case, this is just a guess. How much their T-shirts drop. cost? Eight million dollars. Thirty bucks. Yeah, I mean the jerky and nuts were really expensive. I didn't buy them. Boy, but. though, because that the the photo of the place just it just. It just reeks of legitimacy. It seems so. It seems so legit. Look at it. Yeah, it's a joke. I mean, it's like it's a trick. Yeah, that was disappointing. Bad. What is the row of um in this photo? There's a row of what look like jars of honey or something sitting out in. F- I can oh. only assume it's urine. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Leave I it alone, we're curing it. Yeah. <laughs> Fermenting it. <laughs> don't touch that. Eat near we have it. to conserve everything out here in the desert. Don't touch it. Oh, my God. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save this picture. And, uh, it's a good picture. Uh, I did used you go to through needles on this from... trip? What? 
We didn't go to Needles. No. Mm. Nice town. That's where Natalie Diaz is from and Alice Notley. There you go. Two of the best poets. Mm-hmm. I I only yeah. know that I've only I've never been to Needles and I only know about it because that was where Snoopy's brother mm-hmm. was from mm-hmm. in Peanuts, <laughs> the guy with the long mustache. Jake or Snake? I think S- Snake. <laughs> Hold on. Snoopy. Snake? Snake Pliskin? Um, Is Snoopy's Snake last name Pliskin? Pliskin? Spike. Snoopy Is Pliskin? Spike. Spike, yeah. Spike. I, actually think, I actually think we... I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for Snoopy's siblings, and I think we actually used this for... Um, for a show image once we've we've come not surprisingly we've talked about snoopy siblings in the past <laughs> but spike he was from needles well because that's, right. that's the thing like i love it how especially cartoon dogs will have c- identical cousins like <laughs> like scooby-doo has like scooby-dum who's like a hick <laughs> that's, dog that's right but he has a million cousins, and it's always like, oh, it's Scoob- Scoobidissimo, and he's Italian, and he's <laughs> he's always sexually harassing everyone, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> they always embody these, like, hilarious stereotypes. I like that you just invented a trope there. It's the, uh, it's the Italian sexual harassing cousin. I didn't invent it. <laughs> Is that a real thing? <laughs> Scooby Decimo? Really? No, no. I mean, oh. not that, but like. <laughs> okay, I invented it to an extent <laughs> in my Fantasia, but I think it is real. But well, I wouldn't put anything cousins. past these Scooby Doo writers at this point. <laughs> the new Scooby Doo is very unsettling. Really? I didn't know there was a new one. Very unsettling. Yeah, you mean it largely the focuses ones? on the it focuses on the, the romantic uh, entanglements of the uh, and the shenanigans inside the mystery machine, largely leaving that. Scooby and Shaggy to the side of the story. Uh, yeah, and it's really quite scary. Oh, well, dear. I mean, then you who's I mean, you've only got Fred and Daphne and Velma. Oh, they, and they've got they they've got a new one. No. They brought on a, another lady. I don't like that. So that's Velma's gal. Velma's competition. It's uh, it's oh, uh, it's it's now Velma's more like Archie, girl. not lover. It's more like no. Archie dynamics. Uh, Becky I don't and like Veronica. That. What I love about Scooby Doo is how much everyone other than Velma hates mysteries. <laughs> And being frightened. <laughs> They're all like, no, Velma, we don't want to investigate this anymore. And she's like, come on, guys. <laughs> You're right. There's what is it about her that holds them all together? I, mean, I don't know. The persuasion, charm. Why are we doing this again? What is she holding over these guys? Well, Fred has some, he's kind of like, yeah, let's go investigate. But then he loses interest quickly. But most of them are like, no thanks. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> but they keep yeah, doing it. Shaggy, I'm... do I have to go to the police again? <laughs> oh, I'll come. I, got, I have to say There's the... something that Velma knows about them that they're more afraid of than any ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, 
the way the fact that they're all friends is implausible to begin with. Yeah. They're from very yeah. different social crews well, in high the, school. Well, they're the gang from Cabin in the Woods. I mean, they're kind of they're kind mm. of the horror movie uh they're kind of mm. like a, a gentler version of the horror movie tropes. True. Yeah. You know, the of the the nerd, the jock, the hippie, the 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 slut and the virgin. The talking dog. And the and the talking dog. And the talking yeah. dog. No, he's well, the, who's the virgin. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I guess there is no virgin. Sort of happening. talking. Yeah, but yeah. except that. Yeah, uh, except that, and Thelma's also the nerd. But um, the one yeah. mis- the one mystery Thelma's I not never. A the, <laughs> the one mystery I never wanted solved on that show is the mystery of what is happening inside the mystery machine. We, I did not yeah. want to go there. I love that Scooby-Doo, it's all just a bunch of real estate fraud that they're investigating. (laughs) That's the only crime ever, is like, I'm trying to decrease the value of this roller coaster so that I can tear it down and build a skyscraper. Like that's the only thing that ever happens. Mm, no, 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 no. That that that's they've moved up. A lot of their their, really? their new murder? research is is psychic. Some murder, some genuine murder. murders. The one well, that I freaked, like the flip. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just didn't realize the, that the whole show. Recently. The whole show is different to me now. Now that I realize that it's a it's about a band of reluctant real estate fraud investigators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh dear. And the I mean I've seen some of like. Well, I admit that I even like watch them on Netflix. <laughs> like some of these, like the newer, uh, like Scooby Doo, like longer specials that are like over an hour long. Yeah, but they're not the like live action movies. And um, you think, oh, these okay, this is truly supernatural. It's not just some guy in a mask, you know, cause it goes really far. It's like, wow, this pirate ship is haunted with ghosts. <laughs> but in the end, it's same thing. Yeah. Same deal. It's just a guy in a mask. That's a shame. Well, I don't know. I'm sending you information about the web of the dream weaver. <laughs> okay, please. Okay, okay. I like okay. the idea that maybe that, that um, ideally the, the finale of the original series would have been, they all die and they become, they begin to haunt real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no one's there. Okay. To notice. Did, it says, "Did you no, mean as, web as, as, as a dream?" As okay, here we go. It's fitting the great detectives. Their final um, involves them. Um, either we aren't quite sure whether they faked their own deaths or they've actually sacrificed themselves in order to catch the real, um, the real murderer. Web of the Dreamweaver is the fourth episode of the second season of Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. Mm-hmm, the premise mm-hmm. is that Dreamweaver has come to life brainwashing an old group of Crips and Creatures players, including Sheriff Bronson Stone, <laughs> by entering their minds while they sleep. <laughs> this Scooby-Doo wiki is making me feel sad inside. <laughs> Why does someone... 
operate this. Somebody has mapped the continuity errors in it, which includes <laughs> hot dog water is ousted from the gang after Daphne rejoined at the end of the previous episode. The reason for hot dog water being forced to leave is that apart from joining on the basis that she was temporary, the gang is a five-member group. Oh. In the opening scene, after trying on is multiple shown with wigs, the Dreamweaver, despite the fact that he is one the one behind the monster. Oh, Horbert. Although oh, Francie at- Lee holds the cornbread stuffing box with her right hand, on the box it depicts her holding a spoon with her left hand. <laughs> Who is making this? <laughs> a crazy person. <laughs> you know, the, it, when it was aired in, in Italy, it was called Gioco di Ruolo, which means role-playing game. All right, good. <laughs> This is yep. this is fantastic. I didn't know the series even existed. Mystery Incorporated. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my my little brother used to be a real Scooby Doo freak. I mean, we used to, we had this. I wish I could find it. My mom gave us me and my little brother when I was probably like when I was probably ten and he was six. You know, something like that. Like he could write. She gave us these weird old appointment books from the 80s, you know, and they were like little binders that were like Mm -hmm. business ladies would keep their appointments and stuff. Yeah. And because, I don't know, we were like, we were always like, you know, fucking around, drawing pictures and writing. So it was just like a little notebook for us. But Tom, we found that he had written, um, uh, he had written his daily schedule in one of the on one of the days in the appointment book when he was six, and like it was like um, Scooby Doo was on it twice. <laughs> At another point, it said watch TV, so like not Scooby Doo, but like general TV watching. And what at one point it wrote he wrote lie around. <laughs> it's all stealth Scooby Doo watching, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> and lie around Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo. TV, watch TV, lie around. <laughs> it's like, I only want to do one thing, but I got to put a lot of shit on this list. Yeah. Right. It's like, my only appointment today is with a man named Scooby Doo. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's coming to the time in the show when we usually talk about what we've been eating. Do you, I, do you guys have any? I, I got a, there's a new place in Ithaca I was going to plump for. Okay, go ahead. It's called The Rook. And yeah. um, it's uh, people from neither of you got Alice. I guess you, has you have you ever been to Ithaca? No, I've never been east of Iowa, other than to go to New York City. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I witnessed that. Well, anyway, um, and Ed's been here a few times, but not lately. I don't think. And um, uh, there's a bar that opened up a few years ago that I've talked about on the show called uh, Argos Inn. It's actually a, a bed and breakfast that has a has a bar down on the first floor that remains my favorite bar in town. It's really, really friendly, good cocktails, kind of classy, but not in a um, not in a snooty way. And a bunch of the staff from there left um, left the left Argos in order to go and start their own new restaurant, and uh, it's terrific. It has a good bar, as you would expect, but it also has. I'm going to give you the the menu. Um, the first, literally, the first thing on the menu is uh, Chex Mix made with duck fat, <laughs> and, um, and uh, they also the other duck themed thing is it is an appetizer uh, made of duck nuggets, 
that mm. is fantastic. Like, shut up, duck nuggets. Don't yeah. like the phrase. Sounds like an insult in elementary <laughs> school would tell his friend. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Stop calling me duck nuggets. But you could go to this place and just get. Nuggets? You could get a. But they have a thing called a snack board. You guys can't use my pool anymore. Ooh. A snack board with <laughs> with duck crackling crostini. You're you're are you noticing a theme here? But this, the the yeah. appetizers alone are grilled dates, smoked trout, duck nuggets, spatzel, <laughs> mushroom hand pie, wedge salad, uh, and the the um, uh, they have a deal going with the with the piggery, which is the kind of organic slash artisanal butcher shop in Ithaca, mm-hmm. where all the good good meat in town comes from. Um, so if you like meat, they have lots of uh, piggery meat. These are the people who used to, when when our band was together, we would play at this bar called Lot 10. And uh, mm-hmm. if we played on a weekend, uh, there would be this um, like uh, food cart, oh, right, uh, like right. a pop-up restaurant in there yeah. called Belly. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, after sound check, we would, we would go down and get whatever Belly had on offer, which was usually some crazy... Uh, like you know, have things like a, a hamburger, but the, with a hamburger patty has been deep fried with batter around it, or uh, <laughs> they would have oh, no. like uh, t- tater tots covered with shredded, shredded smoked beef and some kind of crazy sauce. That was very inventive, but never, never um, overly so, so that it was more distracting than delicious. Anyway, that the, one of the guys who ran that is, is the chef here. So it's. it's I didn't great. know mushrooms had hands. Mm-hmm. Well, Alice, I mean, there's there's more on heaven and earth than your philosophy. You know, I don't even know what hand, mushroom hand pie means, but <laughs> they've got it. Um, they got so, it. Are you going to have some today? You're going to go? No, we Rena and I had our date night last night. We went to our uh, we went to Just a Taste, which is our our canonical date night restaurant. But we'll go back taste. to the Rook. Yeah, that's a we, silly name. Uh, yeah, it is. Rena and I often joke that it's called Just a Paste, and that whatever you order, they just sort of grind it up and they just give you a. That's but good. luckily, that's not what actually happens. So anyway, where are that's you guys funny. been eating? The dining hall. Yeah. Mm. Ed. How are, things, how are things in the dining hall, Alice? Which line do you prefer? Heard... The far oh. line or the near line? Usually, there's only one line. Mm. They've. I've heard they've cut back a bit. I mean. No offense to anyone meant, but uh, I don't know. Dining hall's okay. It's yeah, I would say it's things are steady at the Idlewild Dining Hall. Um, no sodas during the school year, right? No soda. See the really? summer because no I go I, I go for a week in the summer and yeah. we get soda. I know, nice. and they get. Yeah. I guess there's like ginger ale and stuff, but no. Yeah. But they have coffee. You know, I mean, I guess. I call it pop. Pop is worse for you than yeah, than coffee. I mean, you can make coffee just as bad for you by adding things to it, but I think it's pretty all oh, by sure. its lonesome. It's fine. I feel like they. I've said on Twitter before that they they're gonna put I call it pop on my gravestone, but <laughs> I just can't say that word soda. It just gives yeah. me the shivers. Mm-hmm. You call it. You must call it pop, Kansas. I do yes, indeed. You you've you're you've become pop. You're fake now. You call it soda. <laughs> well, soda. I I'm an, I well, in my mind from... I call it pop. When I right. call it soda, I'm intentionally like exaggerating my fanciness. Do you, I'm do you say off the my word cosmopolitan nature? Do you say the word soda. differently? 
Soda. 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 I would yeah, like a soda. soda. When I hey, use duck at- nuggets, you want a wedge salad? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey, duck yeah. nuggets. That I can picture the mean kid who would say it. Once we were at, um, we were floating the river in Missoula, and we saw some little kids by the side of the river. And one kid said to the other, "He's like, hey, shut up, you douche bagel." <laughs> 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 it's the best insult I've ever heard. <laughs> douche bagel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should have called the rainbow bagel. Yeah, a douche bagel for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can I can confirm. The, there's one other friend I told about the duck nuggets, and this person immediately started calling me duck nuggets. I think it's irresistible. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds, sounds like an- Yeah. Oh Mardi yeah. Mardi Gras weekend. Oh, it is Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is Tuesday. Today is uh, Dimanche Gras. I guess. Sunday. That Sunday. Dimanche. <laughs> I say it. Sunday. Sunday gras. Yeah. Mas lundi gras. Dimanche gras. What? Dimanche sounds like it might be feminine. Oui. <laughs> oui, oui, bien sûr. C'est vrai. Oh, God. Uh, you're you so fancy. Celebrate the day. Uh, Fat Tuesday. Are you going to mask? Well, obviously, I'll go to Carnival here in Idlewild. <laughs> the Carnival of Hatred. That is downtown. Right. Of anger. <laughs> yes. Of anger, which is the, 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 uh, the parade of getting the mail. <laughs> <laughs> and going to the fairway and complaining. Yeah. <laughs> the pharmacy, the pizza place. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Of course. That's what I got to do later. I have to sing at the Spiritual Living Center. At oh, 10. yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds I've, delightful. Yeah, I've been singing more around here. Well, I didn't realize that you did uh, choir stuff. Are you enjoying it? Did you, did you used to do this, or is it a new thing for you? I'm not. It's not choir. I'm singing solo. Oh. But, see, because I studied voice for many years, and... Mm. Um, then, but last year I didn't, I don't think I sang at all in front of anyone here in Idlewild, but then this year, me and my friend Parvati, who's a pianist, have been, um, playing and singing together. So she had this gig playing at the Spiritual Living Center, and so I'm going to sing with her. Nice. Mm-hmm. But I don't what, know, I have never been there. I don't know what, you, what I don't singing? even know what it is. I'm singing a strange song from the movie Fame called I Sing the Body Electric. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with the... Lyrics Walt by Walt Whitman? One lyric by Walt Whitman. The rest are just like 70s woo-woo. Oh, it's not all Whitman? Uh, I thought it was all Whitman. No, I don't think no. so. Well, I Sing the Body Electric. I Celebrate the Me Yet to Come. <laughs> That's Whitman. part of it. I don't. I toast that. my own reunion when I become one with the sun. Those are the lyrics. That's <laughs> all, pretty. That's all Whitman, Alice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's so it's Walt. so hard to tell where you, where the Whitman leaves off and the fame begins. Yeah, in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just, I I used to sing it. And uh, art. Well, I sing it when I when I when we go home. My family are we're very wholesome, and my mom plays the piano, and me and my little brother sing around the piano that's generally like 
uh, our pastime. And I, I always sing this song from fame. Mm. So I'm going to sing b- body old English, um, barroom ballads. No more, just songs from 70s musicals. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that my mom knows. Things with racy double entendres. No. Yeah. That is wholesome. It is. That's like my friend, my little brother's roommate, Sam. She was over and she was like, Mary Bolin had made me two extremely strong whiskey drinks. I just took a brief nap. I woke up and Tom was singing, Oh, what a beautiful morning. <laughs> and I was like, How nice it is at the Bowling House. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, happy birthday to your dad. It was a couple of weeks ago, I guess. But Oh yeah. Sixty nine. Yeah, happy birthday, Dad. I don't know if he's listening, but he was a devotee. Yeah, he's, he's one of one of our favorite fans. Till we yeah. forgot his birthday. That's no you 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 got it on the on Twitter. I, yeah, I didn't. Okay, he I was, guess it was me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, popular. actually, oh, Lunchbox did. You did. Yeah, I I signed yeah, in and handle. I signed in as Lunchbox and I and I yeah. wished him a happy birthday. Yeah, he was popular on his special day. <laughs> yeah. People liked those stories about him. He's literally the only person who has ever sent me an email thanking me for being friends with their child. <laughs> what, about, what about my mom? She has too, hasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she has. Your parents are great. They're great. They're like, thanks. We know she's a handful. <laughs> thanks for being nice wish, to her. I wish we celebrated name days. Do you even know when your name day is? Do you have a name day? Do we do that, that in America? No, we, well, there's a lot of things that we don't do that we should. You mean like for your saint's name? I think that's what it is. I'm, I've never been quite certain. There's a lot of things when I read old novels that I just kind of nod and think I understand and move on. Name days is one. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a European thing. Europe and, well, according to Wikipedia, Europe and Latin America too. But yeah, yeah I've never. Very it's more, it's more, I think it's more a function of cultures where, um, the, there's a there's a culture there's a, there's generally a limited number of names that you choose from. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas I think in America we have more name diversity maybe than than ever in in our history. Mm-hmm. It would be very well, unwieldy. Mean, think, isn't it? It's just like your your saint's name. Is that it? Yeah. Your the feast of for me it would be the feast of Saint Agnes. She's my confirmation saint. I can't remember when that is. It's around here somewhere around this time. Man, I have no recollection of what my confirmation. Keith has a poem about Saint Agnes Eve. Who's Keith? Uh, John Keith. 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 I thought he was like a friend of ours named Keith. <laughs> Keith. Keith. Keith Richards. When I was a kid, I thought that Keith for, on the Partridge Family was a woman. Really? Oh, because c- of the hair. Well, she- he. David Cassidy generally, I think, relatively girly. I well, I thought that for the first several times that I watched the show, I'd never heard the word the name Keith. I thought it was just a strange name, (laughs) and I was like, "This lady is ugly. I don't get why she's on TV. She makes me feel strange." But then I realized, oh, it's just a beautiful man. 
this, this lady is like a beautiful whale. Yeah, she sounds like a beautiful whale. <laughs> totally. Uh, Ed, Ed with callback, always with a callback. Mm-hmm. All right, That's I got to wrap up, guys. We got to we got to pick titles, and then I'm gonna uh, gonna make my kids some waffles, which is my <clears> Sunday <throat> ritual. Happy Sounds Mardi Gras, everybody! Alice, what a treat it is to talk to you. Yeah, thanks, guys. I, I miss you. Yeah, miss you too. Don't be a stranger. Well, we'll see. We'll all see each other at AWP, right? Yep, they're gonna pay yeah, for me. So. Oh, great! I'm going. Yeah, that's Ed, a glorious, glorious scam. Be there. I'm disappointed that they didn't take any of our Idlewild stuff. I know. Is that my fault? No, it's their fault. What you mean, panels? Yeah. Panels are yeah. And then we just kind of lost interest in doing much else. We sort of had grand plans of you know offsites or actually hosting something because we're a Southern California inst- literary institution, it's seventy yeah. years old. But uh, I yeah I I feel yeah. I feel like I'm the kiss of death with panels because every I I've literally never been on a an accepted panel. At AWP, I'll occasionally do a, an offsite thing, but not this year. I got nothing. I'm, I'm sure I'll I'll man the electric lit table and go to their event. In fact, we, I hope we'll all be at that event since we're all electric uh, literati. And Kelly mm-hmm. is as well. Um, is loose. Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. like how how uh, how people have all sort of come together under that umbrella. That's very that's very sweet. The stylish I never umbrella. Think about electric lit without re- thinking about the fact that it has the word clit in it. Yep. Yep. Well, when I—that's why I think about it. When we had that, um, <laughs> what else is it? Back yeah. in the fall, when oh, uh, the internet says it's a literary magazine. Yeah, back in, <laughs> back in the fall when we had that um, that genre ball fundraiser thing in New York, yeah, my yeah. Co- my costume was a slush pile, and the mm. gag yeah. the gag was that the all the envelopes with that were addressed to Electric Lit and Oki Panky had typos or misspellings on them, mm-hmm. um, or you know just mistakes about who the editors were. And uh, one of them, one of them was uh, addressed to Selectric Literature, which <laughs> I decided was, you know, was like a, an erotica magazine that for for typewriter fetishes. Yeah. Uh-huh. The typeface, oh, yeah. the, the IBM Selectric too. Yeah, exactly. It's like the 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 submission I got that was addressed to J. Robert Lennon, L. E. N. I. N. And then they sent it to you. Yeah, to me. Yeah. Well. Uh, or or <laughs> the the admissions. Uh, I thought I did admissions for a year for the University of Montana. I was surprised at the number of of uh, of, of fans of, of Victor Hugo who wanted to come <laughs> come and study in his Aww. shadow under his yeah, aegis. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> oh, no. oh, imagine him getting here and realizing and oh, oh shit. man. Oh yeah. well. Again. <laughs> okay, guys. Farther well, from Paris than I ever dreamed. <laughs> Alice, don't don't be a stranger. Let's make this happen again. This is great. Yeah, thanks guys. That was fun. All right, stay all right. on the line for titles. I'll talk to y'all soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Are you hungry for lunch? Well then let's have lunch Do you want some lunch? Well then we'll give you some lunch Do you have a hankering for lunch? Well then come to lunch Cause it's time for lunch Box with Ed and John
right, it's time for lunch box with Ed and John.